0: Welcome back to the New Rockstars Debrief. I'm Eric Voss. Joining me today are Philip Molina. Hello, my name's Philip Molina. You just said that. (laughs) And Sam Basher. Hello, happy to be here. Well, guys, we're talking about some new Captain Marvel TV footage with some exciting new details that might be confirming some things we've been talking about, but also we're going to talk about some nerd movies that have finally made it to the Oscars, top categories, it's an exciting time, and a Twilight Zone trailer. Yes. Ooh, the reboot on CBS Access. its It looks great. We're going to talk about all this stuff.
1: Tonight. By the by, you're listening to The Debrief. It's a show that covers uh, everything that you need to know from this past week in nerd news. Uh, you can listen to it on the Himalaya app also just if you want the audio or also apple podcast anywhere uh that you get your podcast it's available
0: yes yes all right let's get started guys uh we're talking our lead story today is the oscars it takes place this sunday here in uh, sunny los angeles finally sunday uh, sunny <laughs> and if you haven't been following along with all the uh, oscars drama in 2019 just know there won't be a host for the first time in 30 years it's gonna be interesting they, they tried to
1: their credit they tried and it did not work out. And when I it did. didn't work
0: out the first time, they immediately threw up their hands and said there's I, nothing we can
2: do. We <laughs> do. give up. But I did read up on the last time it happened, like 1989.
1: 80 or 80 or something. Yeah, either. it was uh, oh, It was
2: weird. It was a weird That's show. That's the one
1: that has weirdly Rob Lowe it, sings a song with Snow White about wanting a banger. Ah. And they had to <laughs> officially apologize
0: to Disney after. <laughs> to Snow White. To, to Walt face. Disney. <laughs> yeah. um, okay, well, here at New Rockstars, we're most excited about the movies that are actually uh, popular that we talked about this <laughs> They have a
1: popular category.
0: Uh, yeah. Just, it, it, just it makes, makes sense, sense right? you know? do you think? Uh, into the Spider-Verse is nominated for Best Animated Feature, and it's probably going to win that category. And Black Panther is nominated for a bunch of technical awards, but it's nominated for Best Picture. Yeah. It's not expected to win that award. We'll get into some reasons why, maybe. But it's the first superhero movie to even be nominated, and that's a very, very big deal. I know Kevin Feige's got to be really happy about that.
1: First superhero First uh, superhero movie to be nominated. Not the, the
0: first superhero, superhero to deserve it. Yeah, yeah there's <laughs> a bunch of these. Yeah, no. right? Uh, it's a big step forward for superhero movies in general. Uh, they're finally being recognized as pieces of art that a ton of really creative people pour years of hard work into, which is our whole thing here yeah, at New that's Rock like Stars. our thesis. Whenever I yeah. tell
1: people what we do, they're like, you're the Easter egg channel. I'm like, no. I mean, yes. But, but yeah, yeah, we but- also treat these things like the works of art that they are because they get the top people in the industry to do every part of them, like the top artists. You know, Ryan Coogler was, was doing like great films and then went and did a, a Marvel movie. So yes, these are works of art and these are artists who yeah. deserve to be rewarded.
0: They can be both. They can be both. Yeah. yeah, when we posted the news on social media a while back when Black Panther was nominated for Best Picture, we noticed that a lot of people were actually not 100% pleased. Like, I guess some people thought maybe it wasn't deserved or that other movies deserved it more. My tough question for, for both of you today, does Black Panther deserve to be nominated for Best Picture? Short or, answer, or yes.
2: Win, uh, win is or a different... Win. That's a different question because it kind of doesn't... That Like, not to get the semantics. It doesn't quite matter if it does or not. I think it, the nomination itself is is worth it because the movie not only brought uh on base level it brought joy like it brought it, it's an entertaining movie and it, it reached audiences all across the world and like numbers can speak for itself for like how many how much money that movie made but also it tackled hard, like genuinely important issues that not it like not only like shine lights to new corners of the mcu with like wakanda and we get to know mm-hmm. what that is it's like oh also slavery did happen that happened and now we need to deal with that because the idea of wakanda kind of it's immediately troubling like the idea brought up in the movie like why didn't you do anything? And that's right. looking back at us. Iron Man's never done anything like that. Thor is miles away from ever dealing with any social political issue whatsoever. Right. And it dealt with this and our characters change. Our characters actually changed in this movie.
1: I think that what you're bringing up, somebody you recently were talking about Black Panther and you said something similar and somebody called you out and they were like, Sam just said that uh, Black Panther showed everyone that slavery existed. And his, your point isn't that we didn't know that slavery existed. It, it's that it existed even in the Marvel universe. Like, yeah. And that means that, you know, if we're really gonna ground these films, then you have to deal with these harsh truths. Uh, and what I think is really interesting is that this film, so th- this is a reason why I think Black Panther deserves at least a lot of credit beyond just, hey, it was a really good superhero movie, is that not only did it integrate these kind of social messages, but they were a little bit more complex than just like, racism's bad, right? There's like a there's this really interesting theme there that you're kind of touching on with if slavery was real, why didn't he do anything that a lot of people were saying it has it was a commentary for some people at least on Barack Obama being the first mm. black president but not feeling like a black president for the black community, that he just felt like just any other president who happened to be black, why didn't you do anything? Why didn't you help lift up your community? Uh and mm. like For Black Panther, a Marvel movie, to get us thinking about these kinds of things, that alone, I'm like, damn, yeah, I mean, we definitely should be, it should be in the conversation for sure.
0: Yeah, anyone who thinks that uh, superhero movies shouldn't be politicized, I think Stan Lee himself would take issue with that because all of his comics from back from the 60s when he was making X-Men comics, they are all meant to reflect current events and social change that was happening, and that doesn't mean that every... Uh, every Marvel movie, every superhero movie needs to have like a very present political message, but it also means that we should honor and respect movies that do try to take those big swings and answer big, difficult questions in yeah. society.
1: It's like if they tried to set one in, you know, actually they kind of did, I think, have a misstep with Iron Man where it was Kind of like playing around with the idea of Middle Eastern threats a, a, at the beginning, but it it wasn't exactly acknowledging that it was in this post 9-11 world and and being like authentic with that. It kind of just went with the the way the comic books did, and I feel like that's actually something that Black Panther improved on the original Iron Man, where it's like this took place in our real world that yeah. has impact on real people.
0: I think the original Iron Man, and we talked a a bit about this uh, when Stan Lee passed, the original Iron Man answered uh, an interesting question uh, when it came to Americans and the worldwide frustration with the boondoggle that was the war in Iraq at that time. And we didn't trust institutions, but we did trust the idea of like, one person who could reflect on the mistakes he made as a war profiteer essentially mm-hmm. uh having a change of heart when a literal change of heart in that movie mm-hmm. and deciding to take responsibility for his past mistakes if, if it felt like a, almost like a fantasy escapism like what if we just had a simple quick fix for what's happening in the middle east what if iron man existed in this right. world it was almost like superman as a response to like cold war threats like what if we just had like one person who could like break past the right. politics of which this. is a
1: flaw a lot of people have but superman is if superman's real why does such terrible things have happened in, in the mm-hmm. same time that he was around like don't save that that you know little kid from like tripping like superman always does these small things like stop cats. terrorism. Yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah i mean do save the cat. they
2: do <laughs> bend over backwards so superman does not get involved in those kinds of right things. exactly
1: yeah. um but i think also a lot of people would probably say to us Okay, uh, I, I think that move, move social justice movies essentially don't deserve credit just for, for that or whatever. So I think it's worth a second of just, what about technically this film? Like yeah. on, on a, the technical aspects of what they consider for best picture, is it something that uh, achieved it? We were talking acting, directing choices, The technical, uh, you know, camera choices and and whatnot. Yeah, what do you guys think of
2: uh, top to bottom? They they built out a world, and they didn't do it in the way where, uh, like, for example, recently you guys probably didn't see this. uh, Mortal Engines builds out this YA (laughs) post-apocalyptic world where cities run around on wheels, and I did a review on that, and I. Very much did not enjoy that movie, but is it the it, one it, where they see the giant like monster and they're like, "What is that?" And They're like, "London." London. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's the one. Um, yeah. And in that, it, it kind of just is like, "No, big cities are bad. Little ones are villages." And then there's some that eat the other ones, and you're like, "I don't, I can't." And these are the higher class, and these are good, and people have jobs, and it's like it's kind of just like fire hosing you with all this information that you're like, I kind of get how the world works because I understand basic algebra, but I don't care. And in this, it really paints a picture of like, this is how there is a monarchy, but there also are elected official officials from each mm-hmm. of these tribes that builds out this community. You see the lower level of it, and you see what Wakanda means to the rest of the world. And you want to get under. you get a... Understanding of their culture and what uh, each different uh, like piece of Wakanda, what they what they look like, what they dress like, how they speak, and uh, what they mean to each other, if they get along, if they don't get along, and um, in that aspect, I really respect the movie, and I think it deserves recognition.
0: Yeah, I think uh, to echo Sam's statement, the world building is fantastic. And the production design, I think, when you look at past Marvel films, I can't think of one that created like a non-existent fictional place that felt like an actual lived-in world that you could go visit. That felt like oh. this is a a theme park I want to go to. Like, build this as a section of Disneyland, Mm -hmm. please, so I can go visit Wakanda and eat the street food that they're selling in those scenes. That's exactly what I'm thinking of. Yeah, Mm -hmm. play the music that we hear. It feels like a real authentic place that you can reach out and touch. And I think Uh, Unfortunately So many Year after year When we see the Oscars There's all these movies That like make it Into the best picture category That are totally fine films That are not movies That I feel like I needed to see On a big screen They're just like Interesting stories Compelling narratives Compelling characters uh, Present political messages That we all need To learn about right now But it's like I, you know I grew up with like Spielberg movies with big special effects like I grew up with Jurassic park and uh and seeing that on the big screen I feel like that's part of the cinema experience mm-hmm. so when people like to bash movies like avatar they're like oh it was all spectacle and no substance first off I think that movie had a ton of substance but I think that experience of going to see a huge movie in and- 3D and it's one of the few 3D movies I think mm-hmm. was worth it. James Cameron created a new way, a new visual language. I think that experience, that connection of going to a crowded, huge theater and seeing this all on screen and uh, technical mastery is all part. It's as much of a part of the cinema experience as like uh, a character who speaks to some current event that's happening right yeah,
1: now. Yeah, I think the fact they brought up Avatar is interesting because you're you're talking about uh, an alien world getting as distant as as you can from from. What our reality is, and yet still having a connection to it, and not just because you had a shaved head with a little braided ponytail mm-hmm. for most of your childhood. It was a Jedi thing? Yeah, 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 exactly. it as a. As a we all hat. knew what
0: it was. <laughs> yeah, we all, we all, we all, we all knew had, had
1: someone who had one, and we all know <laughs> that Eric had one. Uh, <laughs> uh, but it's not just uh, that; it's you know you relate to to this outsider story. Um, And you know, same thing with this world that was built in in Black Panther. I'll say a lot of what you guys said, I I would say as a devil's advocate here, you could technically say, is why it should get awards for production design and, and technical categories and not best picture. But I'll say because it's not only those things, and then on top of that, great action and directing and then also great acting for most of the cast i'd say uh those are all reasons why then now you're starting to get into best picture conversation and then i'll just throw out just straight up i think that chadwick boseman is one of the not weaker parts of the movie but not one of the glowing parts for me i, th- I think he's he fine. fine yeah uh, but, and normally that would be a disco uh, like it would discounted for me like now that's probably not gonna be best picture contender it's the fact that the villain of that movie made us all walk out and go damn is he right and we're like, that's a good script. That's great acting from Michael B. Jordan. Now you have this complete picture that I would argue could be a best picture. Also, real quick, isn't it about time Kevin Feige just got an Oscar? Just, just give a, him a, one. A
0: real creative one. I mean, he's won. Haven't Marvel movies won? in yeah, one of like, the technical but the one categories. That he wants, right? Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, sure. I, I guess my argument is like the guy's a billionaire. Maybe not a billionaire. He's a millionaire several times over does he need this like Wait, i who, think who's, who's who's
1: nominated for best picture isn't a millionaire several times over
0: i don't know who who made a. Uh, see this is my whole thing right like Philip asking me questions. <laughs> Philip yeah. asking me questions. It's, <laughs> a it's a just like bit. this whole thing. This year especially, more than other past years, half of these movies that are in the best picture category are not good. They're C-plus movies. Like, is Bohemian Name Rhapsody really good? Bohemian Vice, Rhapsody. is that a yeah. good Vice. movie? Green One Book? One more. Green Who Book. Who cares about these movies? Roma. And these aren't just... Roma's he fantastic. Roma. <laughs> yeah. Roma's <laughs> fantastic. But most of the time, it's like eight movies that most of you didn't <laughs> see, but if you do get around to going to see it, you know, it ends up being an incredible movie. Mm-hmm. This time, it's like, these are movies not only that people didn't see or maybe that they did see but they suck and it's like I hope this is a year like we're talking I saw someone post on uh, online hopefully the 2020 election will be be the thing that finally destroys Facebook like I'm ready for these institutions to be over and I hope 2019 is the year that finally destroys the Oscars I'm so freaking tired of talking about these things it only exists because Harvey Weinstein wanted a way to make more millions of dollars and create jobs for publicists and, and create jobs for like entertainment bloggers to speculate on this crap every year that like you <laughs> I don't care. Black Panther is a totally fine movie. If we're talking about game changers to get more film cinematic art to people around the country and to get them to recognize things, you know what? Netflix has been great about that. Amazon mm-hmm. has been great about that. We don't need this artificial stupid award ceremony every year. Anyway, rant over. Sorry. Yeah. To hey, bum actually, you all out.
1: I appreciate yeah. you sharing. Well, I mean, we all know that you would want an Oscar and you in your, in your right, career. Right. Yeah. I'll, t- yeah, I'll take an Oscar. <laughs> immediately. Give me an Oscar, especially if the Oscars are dead and they don't they're like valuable collector's right, items. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. Uh, the views expressed by Eric right? like, Boss, by the way, are supported by New Rockstar, so I think we're all in, in agreement by that. <laughs> uh, but uh, uh, we probably wrap this. this yeah, I don't mean to kill the, the subject. subject. If it's, if, still, no. it's
2: about Black Panther. If and, I may, yeah, but, everyone else, the other side of the coin is like the other Marvel movie that came out this year that definitely deserves an Oscar nomination. Ant-Man and the Wasp got nothing <laughs> this year. No, Avengers Infinity War, they're like, technically, and they put all these stories together and all these characters and everything, and it's still getting an Oscar nomination. And I understand that you wish it had that best picture, nomination but when it comes to like cultural impact I would disagree with you but it's okay that we have these disagreements yes. it's a Fantastic okay.
1: movie not, also, not also. so well done that it the best picture. Yeah. yeah.
2: And hey, here you go. Here's the little attaboy. The CGI and Black Panther's awful. There you go. There it is. Because you're going to, I'm going to, I see you typing right now. I could smell the rhinos. Sweating. I could
0: smell those rhinos. <laughs> they were great rhinos. No, they were, they were okay rhinos. But
2: you Gee, know what? They put I'm so much work rhinos. in the production,
0: design, the world building. I didn't care that the rhinos didn't look real. Yeah, maybe. Well, on some other Ryan Coogler news that we want to, this just came out that we're super excited about. <laughs> other Ryan
1: Kugler news? news. Uh Space Jam 2, my okay. friend. Okay. Well, that Ryan
0: Kugler yeah. produced. Yeah, property. he produced, uh, he's <laughs> producing. In this, the Space Jam 2 and they dropped a release date of July 26, yes. 2021. Oh, wow. Space Jam 2. And they released a picture of LeBron James Toon Squad jersey. Look at that face. Look at that. He's okay
1: with maybe being in this. <laughs> yeah, he wants to be. He, he's like not... Well, this is... He, he,
0: he was he, posing for what he thought would be a basketball card and then they took his <laughs> jersey and swapped it out. I think he's squad. just mad
1: that he has the same billing as Lola and Bucks. <laughs>
2: <laughs> he is in the front. <laughs>
0: uh, well, this is... Yeah, it's coming out in a couple years. Uh, Ryan Coogler's... Uh, Producing it, it's being directed by Justin Lin. Uh,
1: I'm actually genuinely pumped. Yeah, it's gonna okay. be great. Oh, totally.
0: Space Jam was my favorite movie
1: until yesterday.
0: There you go. <laughs> yeah. I would love to ask no, you Space what Space to, There you go. <laughs>
1: it's already my I was gonna ask. Uh,
2: but you know what, gang? I think it's time for our favorite segment of the show. Yeah. The wrap up. There you go. <laughs> yeah. Thank you to Thanks Devin everyone. for editing. All right, let's go ahead and read our trivia question. You guys know the drill. Um, well, this week I'm going to be asking the question. We're going to write the answer as close as we can. At the Did end you of the come show, come up with the question this week. Oh yeah. No, so no. You, know I the didn't. No, never, you just right. only know the question. Uh, but yeah. we're going to write your answer down, and we'll read just it at the end of the show. Here, what am we I of? Here we go. Here we go. <laughs> Here we go. Here we go. All right. What year were the Oscars first broadcast in color? All right, that's it for us. Go ahead and throw the answers. cards. Where we put them in here? Put it in, 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 in uh-huh. there, and then of course the losers got a pick from the gift of Shame box. It's a delightful box. Philip broke it last week. I saw no, it. No, I saw there go. Sam, get and mad at it. And put it right in
1: here. But before, real, real quick, before you move on, I just markers. want to point something out, real quick. Uh, Devin got really excited, our editor Devin, if you know, uh, know, he got a soundboard all, all set up, and- gotcha! has, There we go, <laughs> the first time he uses it halfway through the show, we've had all kinds of segments, no, Yay! no sounds.
0: Uh, Last time I trusted someone, <laughs> I lost. I right. Wow, you got <laughs> yeah, a couple. That's a, good one. that's a classic.
1: All right. Well, just no, I don't want. I needed to warn people because they were going to get startled. That out of nowhere, we were probably going to have a lot of sounds, and we hadn't had any. Okay, right.
0: <laughs> a good one. That, that was that was like a a so much funnier with the rim shit. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Ooh, should right, get a little Sam. iPad
2: to like pick the next one. That's a good one. But debrief us on something else. Check this out. We got a few quick updates from a previous story we talked about recently. We mentioned that Tom Hiddleston may not actually appear as Loki in the Disney plus Loki show, maybe just do some voiceover or something like that. But when answering an unrelated interview question this week, Alan Horn, chairman of Walt Disney Studios, said Hmm. that we're doing a series with Tom Hiddleston playing the Loki character, so hopefully, that settles yeah.
1: that. Which was the biggest worry. It was like, oh, younger mm-hmm. Loki. Loki, Loki Kid. Kid Yoshi. Yes. Hey, kid, kid, <laughs> kid, Loki. Loki. kid Yoshi is my rap name.
2: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> I well. To be fair, there is a kid Loki in the comics, and he's adorable, yeah. and I would be on board with that. But I'm excited for Tom Hiddleston returning. But no. we also recently discussed all the possibilities of an R rated Black Widow movie. But now uh, Papa, a.k.a. Kevin Feige, is saying that's not going to be a oh, rated R take film. Take away that Oscar. And <laughs> it never was. So Dang sneak it. preview wow. into this year's what we got wrong video. Do love those videos. Yeah.
0: <laughs> what we got wrong.
2: Finally, I get to be in one. Probably in a lot of them. <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, well, we want to take a quick second to shout out our new best friends over at Philo. Uh, they're sponsoring this video, and they have allowed us to bring back our Walking Dead weekly breakdowns of episodes. Season nine's been pretty good. Like season nine, it's been like a comeback in many ways for me. A I, lot of people are saying that the yeah. show
1: kind of turned around uh, yeah. recently, and then unfortunately, a lot of people like don't know that. Yeah. Yes. But it seems like they try to make it a new jumping-on point again.
0: Absolutely. Uh, new showrunner Angela Kang has been doing some amazing writing, and, and the episodes have been uh, really great. Uh, you can, and you can watch it on Philo. And you can watch it on Philo within mm-hmm. seconds. Like Philo is just a really, really good option for watching cable TV, but without having to do the annoying process of cable itself. Uh, you don't need any equipment to set up Ooh. at all. Don't need parents. <laughs> you don't <laughs> need parents. You don't Get need the friends. parents out of here. Yeah. Uh, Or you don't really need contracts. It's only $20 a month. And uh, you can watch *Walking Dead* on AMC, of course. But they've uh, also got a ton of channels. They got Nickelodeon. They got A&E. Uh, you can watch *Better Call Saul* on on that. Uh, on Philo. It's really like, they got everything that you need to catch up on that you uh, can't find other places. Uh, there's like 50 other channels. There's uh, unlimited saving so you can like DVR everything pretty much for later and you can watch in live as well within seconds of it coming out. And a special bonus for those of you watching right now, the first 50 new Rockstars fans to sign up at the link in the description below will get their first month for free. Free TV for a month. Yeah. So, but only
1: if you use that link in the description.
0: Yeah. Use the yeah. link in the description. Check out Philo. It's, it's a great, great opportunity. You're welcome.
1: Uh, uh, Eric, uh, tell me about, so I, I saw the, the new Captain Marvel trail. uh, well, is the new Ad for Captain Marvel. Yeah, there was or like a promo, a TV. Yeah, but promo. fill me in. What's new in it?
0: Okay, so there was there was a TV promo, and they're releasing the, uh, a clip of the movie. There's like a quick scene that they show. They do this usually like a week or two weeks out of a movie, they'll start to just release stuff that starts to spoil certain things about the movie. So if you don't want to know anything about Captain Marvel, I suggest you you skip this this next yeah, section. Yeah, we have
1: timestamps in the yeah, description. Skip to the You're next welcome. section.
0: Uh, we we don't want to reveal too much, but this does uh, confirm or fall into line with a lot of the theories that we've been talking about with uh, Captain Marvel and what the story will be. So in this clip, uh, Captain Marvel is speaking to Annette Bennings character. And in this part of Captain Marvel's story, she goes by Verz. Uh, her name is Carol Danvers. And when she joins the Kree, they just call her by the last four letters of that. It has to do, I believe, with her dog tag. Might get torn off and you just see Vers. So they call her Vers. And she calls Annette Benning's character Intelligence. And this could be confirming that Annette Bening is the Cree supreme intelligence. If you read your Marvel comics, specifically Operation Galactic Storm, there's a whole story that's revealed there's like a mass murder uh, that is conducted of the Cree race, and they reveal that it is these, this AI supreme intelligence that did this so it will force the surviving Cree to move on and survive and evolve. Uh, so it's it's kind of this inhuman AI that doesn't feel without, has no empathy, but it does these things that are for the greater good, but they're actually super evil. Usually she's a gigantic head in a jar, a very about Zordon. nine feet mm-hmm. tall, really on board with that. You know, mm-hmm. kind one, of a one theory that I saw is that Annette Bening is is uh looks like You know, this was some manifesting form that the Supreme uh, Intelligence is taking to look like Harold Danvers' mom, whereas really it's like kind of a shape-shifting figure and normally is a big head, but here it's like manifesting as as your mom, kind of like in the end of Contact where the aliens take the form of Jody Foster's dad. Dad. Love that ending. It'd be a cool uh, idea. Um, Now, they're in a room that is confirmed to be a data memory projection room. This is another thing that we talked about. This could be some kind of like X-Men danger room where they kind of project these things to help you remember, help you like learn or train. Or brainwash. uh, Or brainwash. Uh, And, they talk about how the scroll are shapeshifters who destroy everything, etc. Et That's what they're talking about in the scene. But then the intelligence shows Carol an image of a scroll pointing a gun at her. Now we saw this exact image before it was in a trailer, and when that trailer came out, we suspected that, you know, maybe this could be a projected memory, it's not a real memory. And we were right to doubt it. This is projected in the in the context of this memory room. Uh, and this could be proof that Carol's whole outlook on the scroll is the result of some brainwashing by the Kree, that these two rivals military empires are trying to brainwash people to hate each other. Uh, now, I want to dive a little deeper, and I'm curious what you guys think about this. Let's say the Kree aren't the good guys they seem to be, uh, or that Carol thinks they are, and let's say they did brainwash Carol Danvers in some way. Have they also been lying in general about the scroll? In other words, could the scroll actually be benevolent shapeshifters embedded in human society to help us in some way or defend us from this militaristic empire of the Kree? Uh, or do we think maybe the Kree and the scroll are both equally evil, deceitful powers that are, will do anything to lie about each other and um, manipulate or mm-hmm. corrupt this uh, independent power, in this case, Earth that's cool i like that i mean i like the question good good question question. let's talk about uh
2: i think the answer is the latter of the questions. so you think they're both bad? yeah they're both bad but i I like the idea of her being brainwashed because the whole idea is that she's trying to piece back together who she is and so she's in a vulnerable space where they can take advantage of who she is and her power and um especially if the war is being fought on her home turf um, getting her on the side of the Kree to just wipe out the rest of the scrolls, makes sense. And usually the scrolls and the scrolls are the ones who are basically painted as bad guys all the time. Mm-hmm. There's like one or two you kind of throw into a story for fun because they usually shapeshift like the Fantastic Four so you can have some powers in there. Mm-hmm. But for the most part, they're they're the bad guys. And with the Kree, it's usually like Inhumans, somewhat good guys, Kree, usually bad guys as well. They, got, they just get everybody swept up in their business and it always causes problems for everybody. We all have friends like that and they're the worst. <laughs>
0: Yeah,
1: yeah. I mean, I think that, that that to me, whether or not that's what's going to happen, it's what would be most interesting. It's similar to what we were talking about earlier with Black Panther, where uh, a villain that isn't just villainous is way more interesting than the um, the villain that you know doesn't seem to have a real motivation that anyone could actually relate to so it not necessarily that it's a big secret that oh scroll actually good question mark i think it could be a little bit like no they're they're justified and motivated because maybe they you know are striving for survival Mm -hmm. and that's something that makes you act out in ways that you know you have to uh do whatever it takes and i think also there's there's a lot there um both politically but all, even like biblically like mm. just these stories of, of two not necessarily just races but like groups that used to be um, could, like came from the same source and then had some reason or another to like split up and then they paint each other as like the most evil when it's like they kind of come from the same kind of thing I wouldn't be surprised if they they mapped some of that over this too you
0: know it's interesting we're now seeing a phase in the Marvel of like expanding beyond like the world not just into other planets or other dimensions but like other races of intelligent life Like we saw it in the, With the Nova Corps On Xandar And um, we saw it With Asgard But now like There are other Big like armies That are in this Like constant civil war With each other With the the Kree And the Scroll. And I, you, we're talking About the idea Of introducing politics Or art reflecting life Like you, there, there's a comparison there There's a nerdy Grad student thesis essay there About how the scroll Could be based on uh, American views of Communist spies of people they shape-shift they talk like Americans, but they aren't Americans. They're actually trying to subvert and destroy you and the uh, Cree being uh, the American or the Soviet view of the Americans of these people who are just Brainwashing and forcing people to conform and they have their own like weird genetic and and skin color conflicts within their society So they aren't so high and mighty either Uh, So I like this idea of looking at the perspective of what's another independent? planet or race of people that are trying to be corrupted by both sides and telling a story from that perspective, whether it be Cuba or Vietnam or one of these other spheres of influence that these big global superpowers, in this case universal superpowers, are trying to corrupt Mm -hmm. and get to their side. And Captain Marvel, it sounds like from the trailer, is interested in not being part of it at all. She just wants to end this war and get Earth out of it, which I think is the best way yeah, to I, go.
1: I bet there's gonna be, um, uh, I hope there is at least like a, a moment there that can relate to anyone who's, who's done like military service, or whatever, where it's just that idea of following orders and identifying as a uh, individual versus a member of an army with a greater purpose. And if there is, uh, if it's okay to follow orders that you don't necessarily believe in, those kinds of things, I have a feeling that they'll, they'll definitely have that moment where, you know, yeah. it's almost like she throws off her badge kind of thing. Oh, yeah,
0: but, it's yeah. not, yeah. yeah. Um, well, the directors of Captain Marvel have given a supremely vague detail about the Stan Lee cameo in mm. Captain Marvel, uh, saying that the scene in which he appears in the movie... Felt right in their words. It's also been reported that Stanley previously filmed a cameo for Avengers Endgame, but no word on any movies past that. We don't know if he's going to be in Far From Home.
1: Kinda, it kind of feels appropriate. If yeah, it, it feels if it wraps right. Up if it's Endgame, Game,
0: it's the final chapter of this uh, story. These twenty-two movies that started with. Iron Man in 2008, and Endgame is the end of that era, so right. mm-hmm. hopefully that... that and I, I like the way the Deadpool
2: 2 used the cameo, where it was yeah. just like a mural, or the way that, actually, the Marvel Netflix shows did it, where it's just a picture in the background. I always thought that was kind of sweet, so... Yeah, yeah. for sure. Um,
0: but we got some other news this week. Sam, what have you heard? Not
2: as exciting, I'll tell you, gang. Uh, we knew this day would come, but that doesn't make it any less sad, especially for your old pal Sam, because I uh, really <laughs> love these shows, but Netflix has officially canceled Punisher and Jessica Jones, the last of the Netflix Marvel series. At least
1: we still have Iron Fist. <laughs> yeah, at least we still
2: have Iron Fist. <laughs> at least we got our Iron. Iron Fist gang. <laughs> yeah, no. uh, though Jessica Jones has a season three coming right okay. down the pike. Uh, and Kristen Ritter said, I am proud of how we complete JJ's journey. So hopefully they got enough notice to wrap that story up nice yeah, and hopefully. tight yeah, that'd be for good. this series. Also, just putting this in there, a little ad lib. I would very much enjoy maybe like a send off, like the end of a comic series where all the characters get to show up one more oh, time. Oh, yeah, another cameo yeah. by all yeah. Them. yeah, that'd be good. But like I'm, the
1: last episode of Sourcehood Nerd? They, <laughs> <laughs> the whole <laughs> gang. Yeah. Uh but
2: <laughs> no, it, 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 scary. Yeah. it comes out of nowhere. <laughs> and it fills my heart. <laughs> <laughs> all right, but so again, Breaking. we we knew this was coming, right? We knew Philip's this was coming. Heartfelt
0: like rem- memory is a mm. joke today. <laughs> Sorry, we cut oh you no, off. no, you're good. Yep.
2: But we knew this was coming because Daredevil, Iron Fist, right. Luke Cage, and Defenders yeah. have all been canceled already, long time ago, far, far away. All but right. an interesting Hollywood Reporter story came out this week, digging into why these shows were canceled. Now, there's going to get like we're gonna get a little inside base baseball okay. here for a second. All Buckle right. up. Get your baseball
0: batter up. Clothes. Inside. There <laughs> Clothes. you go. <laughs>
2: yeah, you, play,
1: you do not play baseball inside, by the way. Uh-uh, it's very dangerous.
2: <laughs> but I'll try to keep it brief. Basically, Disney already owned these shows. Netflix was just licensing them okay. for so much money. We're talking... Mm tons of money hundreds even and now disney's (laughs) over that arrangement so soon there will be only one place you can find marvel and television and that's disney plus abc which disney owns and they were the one producing this show Uh freeform which was abc family so disney owned hulu which disney owns and fox and fx which disney owns very soon
1: so they're, they're just pulling it back in under Disney, which I think is kind of what, what we we know. But I also read the article, too, and I think the interesting thing is apparently all the studios are doing that. They're, yeah. like, bringing everything home. That's why that big friends deal almost, like, didn't happen. They were taking friends off of Netflix and everybody freaked out. So, right now, how like, Netflix has everything and Hulu kind of has the rest. It sounds like... Pretty soon, that's all gonna be dead. <laughs> and it's it's yeah. all Everybody's, becoming exclusive. Right? Yeah, they don't want to. And no, they don't want to license anymore because they can uh, make much more money on just keeping it in house and then getting people's monthly subscriptions and then yeah. and bringing it all together. So the
0: countries are closing down their embassies in other yeah. countries shutting down the foreign mm. exchange programs, bringing the troops home, bringing the kids, bringing wow. the troops home. Yeah,
2: I like that now. The DC Universe example, keeping all the. People in one house, all the DC characters, no more CW shows. That's a lie. Batwoman's coming right down the pike. But also, (laughs) we've mentioned on this channel the Disney Fox deal and getting all the Marvel stuff under one umbrella. We've talked about it as a good thing. And if they reboot Daredevil on Disney Plus in some way, it'll now be a lot easier, conceivably, for him to show up in a Spider-Man movie, for example. uh, You know, maybe. Hopefully more people are watching this. App using it, but there are well. Honestly, are there any negative implications of all this centralization,
0: creatively speaking? I mean, in Marvel's case, it's it's a good thing because Marvel's all about the connected universe, right. right? You want everyone to be able to pop up in each other's things, and the fact that like all the Disney Marvel family is all under one big tent, especially with like licensing deals with Sony with Spider Man and all those villains, and uh, I believe they have to have a deal with Universal to be able to put Hulk in mm-hmm. things, right? So we'll see if those licensing things continue right but right now it seems to only benefit Sony to work with Marvel to make Spider-Man properties I, I mean maybe further down the line already we're kind of suffering like maybe some creative fatigue that we're seeing so many like uh, existing IP being adapted into movies and stories like everything has to be based on some existing IP oh we're making another Goosebumps movie or we're making another uh, uh, You know, <laughs> super on board with that by <laughs> the more way. like Pokemon movies and Godzilla movies and rather than just like original stories that you've never heard of this character before so in that sense maybe it pushes us further in that direction but it doesn't leave uh, it's not like it makes it so those other original stories can't come up and exist you know
1: I'll say that uh, when when I Thought, heard that question of, does it do anything negative creatively? My gut was like, no, actually I think creatively is the one thing that yeah. will flourish. But then I thought about it for uh, another millisecond. And I, I realized that there is this one issue with bringing everything in world is that you kind of, there's a tendency at least for the world to always have the same rules and the same feel. And so even how when uh, Ragnarok came out and everybody was like, whoa, like. That almost didn't feel like a Marvel movie. It was almost even more colorful and pushed it e- even more how that w- wasn't really that different from a, a traditional Marvel movie. Compare that to Venom, right? Venom, wh- whether you liked it or not, didn't feel like a, a Marvel movie. And the more things that are brought under the same umbrella and have to operate under the same Rules. Another good example is kind uh, of blanking on the name, but the the FX show uh, Legion. Legion, mm-hmm. right? Legion does not feel like a Marvel show. That show is is amazing and fascinating, but doesn't feel like something that Marvel and Disney would produce. And the more things that are brought in-house like that, well, the more we're gonna get the same flavor of the same things.
0: Yeah, Hmm. I think you can still have things like Deadpool. You can still have things like Logan, uh, produced by the Fox division of Disney's conglomerate. Um, But now it just makes it easier for, if you wanna do a story where Reed Richards shows up, you can have Reed Richards show up without having to pay some crazy weird thing.
2: And I'd say, like, if we were looking at like the like competition, uh, if you like like when it comes to DC. Aquaman built out its own world within a world, in, within a universe where it has its own rules. It's got seven kingdoms that we haven't even touched on. We just ran by them with just looking out the window. We have no idea how that world works and we still have plenty of time to kind of explore that and really dig into it. With Wonder Woman you have your entire Greek pantheon or even mm-hmm. more pantheons of gods and villains and rogues and whatnot that they can kind of play around with. So it just depends on how they want to move forward tackling these IPs because they could become more uniform where it's like Iron Man worked, work to copy paste. We keep doing that, right. which they do. And I ain't mad about it for the most part.
1: But you could eventually be, and I think your Aquaman uh, example is salient, but I also think that that is an example from a universe where the rest of the films weren't doing well. Mm-hmm. And so they were like, you know what? Don't feel the need to feel connected to the existing DC universe. Now, Marvel obviously is doing well. So I think it could be a repeat of Star Wars and how two, two things. One, how one solo was uh, under Lord and Miller it was very clear, they are like, oh, this doesn't feel like a Star Wars movie. this fire them, let's get Ron Howard on, it's gotta feel like a Star Wars movie. And then the same thing uh, in the opposite direction when Last Jedi tried to kind of like bucket a little bit and then people were like, that didn't feel like a Star Wars movie. So uh, that's because it's from a successful franchise. So I'm wondering, since Marvel's so successful, what's gonna stop them from saying, yes, please copy exactly our formula.
2: Very good point. I don't yeah, know, I, don't know. I it, creatively speaking, I feel like there's a lot of doors there they, you could, burn out pretty quick because I'm feeling... I can understand the superhero fatigue now with how many shows there are out there. So I I get it. So hopefully they can keep it fresh. But one last little note on this subject. One Punisher fan in particular did (laughs) take this news... Didn't take this news very well, honestly. And that is... Eminem oh, he tweeted same. there you go <laughs> yeah. uh, he tweeted to Netflix that they are blowing it so <laughs> who knows maybe they'll reconsider I will be honest he does scare blowing me it You're blowing. also <laughs> You're blowing it. a season three <laughs> yeah. of that show You're could have been cool it. If, if Eminem joined because they they have teamed up in the comics before just putting it out there it could be
0: kind of cool yeah Marshall's gonna write a Stan letter to Netflix Oh, I thought we were going to be together. <laughs> <laughs> um, but we had some other big news that came out this week, Philip, uh, about a new reboot in the works.
1: Yeah, uh, uh, I want to tell you guys about this because I'm very excited about it. It's my favorite story from this week. It is the Twilight Zone trailer. Did you guys see it? Yes. Oh, it was amazing. It's yeah, so I love good. This. Okay, so it's Jordan Peele's version of the Twilight Zone, mm-hmm. uh, which is like the the remake. Now, it's not the first time they've remade it, but it's the modern one. So they released a trailer this week. It was filled, actually, with a bunch of little fun Easter eggs and references to the original. Uh, So, you know, I'm going to point out some of those or whatever, but I also am so excited about it just in general that we'll talk about it a little bit more, too, on the other side. Uh, But first off, there's a lot of clips from the Adam Scott episode, and the episode's actually called Nightmare at 30,000 Feet. If you're familiar with the original series, there's Nightmare at 20,000 Feet. It's probably arguably the most famous episode. It's one that stars William Shatner, and he's... uh, afraid of gorillas on the wing uh, it's a little gremlin on the on the wing uh so yeah. that this episode though I don't think is is a remake of that episode it does seem like if you listen to the dialogue it's got its own little uh, uh twer- tweak to it okay i to say twerking this uh, guy's uh, own it's, twerk. yeah, yeah. It, you know the the bend of the Twilight Zone universe it seems like it goes in a completely different direction uh, but Adam Scott does look like how William Shatner does on the plane sweating, like he's having some sort of breakdown or other emergency. Um, we also see in the sand later, there's that gremlin. Uh, we can cut to a shot of that. That's the spooky guy from the, the wing. Uh, so uh, obviously it's a reference to that. But is it again, a toy
0: or is it like a, yeah, a doll version of yeah, it? Yeah, I
1: mean it could be beautiful doll. It, it could be potentially meaning that this Twilight Zone takes place in our universe and somebody had a doll <laughs> of that or something. Who would
0: have a doll uh, that?
1: <laughs> but then uh, also the airport that Adam Scott goes to is called Northern Gold Star Airways. Uh, and the original one was Gold Star Airways. Maybe it's after a merger uh, or something. very cool. Uh, we also see, if, if you're familiar with a lot of these episodes, um, there's so many references. There's that fortune-telling machine. We got a picture of that. That's from the episode, Nick of Time, where they go to a diner, yeah. and uh, they keep asking the fortune-telling machine questions about their future, and it's eerily right. Um, it's got a good message on it, too. But the couple um, goes to that diner. It's called uh, The Busy Bee. And there's a clip of a cop wearing a tie uh, also uh, that's featuring Santa's mugshot, which could be a reference to the drunk Santa from Night of the Meek. There's so many references here. I do have I love that that this. Episode. Yeah. yeah. Uh, there's uh, a chalkboard with the name James Embry on it, which is the name of the kid that beat up Eric in elementary school. But also, <laughs> that <laughs> kid was named ages. after a World War II pilot uh, in the episode King Nine Will Not Return. Oh, wow. Uh, and Adam Scott walks by a wall advertising a mission to Mars, and the trailer has a lot of monkeys in it. And monkeys and Mars are a big part of the Twilight Zone. Mm. That's just a couple of my favorite things that I noticed. But. Uh, If you're a fan of the original, you probably saw a bunch of stuff too. What I actually want to talk about, and I'll stop talking in a second, I swear, (laughs) is why now? Why do we get a Twilight Zone right now?
0: Oh, ooh. Uh, I mean, uh, Black, Black Mirror? Black Mirror. <laughs> there we go. Black Mirror. Black Mirror, yeah. sure. Black Mirror is super popular. I mean, it's it's an interesting time for it, right? It's great that they got Jordan Peele to do it. It seems like the new career path that mm-hmm. he set on after doing Key and Peele was like kind of these horror, social horror stories that feel like episodes of right. like the Twilight Zone. So he is kind of like the Rod Serling of our generation right now. And there's something about, like, just, like, uh, the moment we're in in history that feels like we are in an alternate universe. Some have called it Darkest Timeline. Hashtag Darkest Timeline. The name of my comedy Good show plug. every first Friday. But it's uh, the reason why I chose that name for it is it feels like all of life right now, There's our, there are bad things that are happening in the world that are out of our control. And it just feels like it feels fictional in a weird way that yeah. someone made a choice with a ripple effect that led us to where we are right now. But also, like, right now there's a lot of theories of, you know, everything is fictional fictitious, uh, to quote uh, Michael Moore, we live in fictitious times. Like it feels like people are, uh, they don't trust any news sources anymore uh, and that, you know, there's the whole thing of the Mandela effect where people don't believe history. <laughs> you they, earlier accused me of making up that Whoopi Goldberg was on Star Trek. <laughs> I said, there's no way Whoopi Goldberg was on Star Trek. Yeah, of course she was on Star <sighs> Trek, apparently. Uh, so I think right now we are in a very Twilight Zone era and it, it speaks to this kind yeah. of lingering anxiety that we all have.
1: I think that that's kind of what i'm feeling too where i obviously also thought black mirror was a huge hit why not have you know the og black mirror come back but I do think that there's something Black Mirror is, is is kind of myopic in its idea that it's about technology and how that's gonna doom us. When it's like, oh, we've been dooming ourselves for a long time, like way before mm-hmm. the internet. And that's really what the original Twilight Zone was was all about. It and you know come to in the late '50s, but definitely in the in the '60s, it's it's thriving. And that's like this maybe one of the last times where society was that scary to be a member of and everything felt like it was it was shaking up and Rob Serling was was definitely somebody who kind of like Stanley was like, I wanna use sci fi and, and, you know, uh, fantasy storytelling to reflect themes about how we actually are living our our day-to-day lives. And so there's a lot of political commentary in there uh, that is hidden beneath sci-fi, and I think it's exactly what Get Out is. I think Get Out is exactly a Twilight Zone-style movie. It's not about technology being our downfall, it's what if you know the things that we're already experiencing uh, just were heightened to an extreme. Yeah, fears of society, of different social paranoia. So I think there is a white space left over by Black Mirror that has nothing to Mm. do with technology.
0: Interesting. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. And yeah. I do
2: enjoy that like it is about like a darker timeline it is these darker stories but also it's I mean, you're meant to process it too. There are plenty of stories that you always hang on to from Twilight Zone where it's they are more negative but kind of like San Junipero being that like splash of light in right? the middle of black mm-hmm. mirror's like deep dark abyss there's a lot of twilight zone episodes that i walk away from that are really near and dear to my heart that i would like like you're saying with kind of the way that we're dealing with current culture it's like take that story and figure out a way for regular audiences or anyone paying for cbs all access to like (laughs) be able to distill that down into finding some peace in their personal in life, their maybe. face lives. <laughs> but also dive deep into the really crazy sci-fi because I'm all on board with it's that. So,
1: it's so good. So uh, I want to know what you guys think. Are you guys going to get CBS All Access now? Is that, <laughs> are you guys?
2: For this, Maybe. yes, yeah, I think I so too. I want yeah, to see some I of the other programming better. options. I almost did yeah. for Star, Star Trek because yeah. it was very good, but little little. They whoopi Goldberg, yeah. they don't, need don't have they Yeah, don't you don't have, have Whoopi got 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 on, on the, the video already. got to get, already. Already. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> got to
0: get Uh What What are some other big things that came out this week? Oh uh, man,
1: this this week had a lot of really interesting news. And so, just kind of wrapping up on some of the more fast stuff that we don't really have too much time to go into. Contrary to earlier reports, it does sound like Margot Robbie actually is going to be in James Gunn's Suicide Squad squad two after all oh. no. i'm like they were recasting and maybe yeah. Will Smith's not gonna be in there because he's stuck as a genie now but uh also uh we heard that army hammer was being considered for the lead role in the upcoming matt reeves the batman movie and army hammer was like nah nah dude, <laughs> nah, dude. <laughs> yeah it's uh, a shame he would have been good for it I yeah think. he. i think yeah. everybody was like yeah i could see that darken his hair that's yeah. it yeah he, he, basically he's batman mm-hmm. uh but no he's not Okay. uh but maybe he will be i don't know star wars episode nine uh the, they announced that the trailer for that is going to be on end game does anybody oh. else think that they're like yeah we're not gonna do anything else other than end game until end game is out and then we'll start star wars and just disney will just like oh, control yeah. our lives like yeah everything. it's just well, yeah. Yeah, super on board with, with that and i'm and i'm off running to... my own life so i'd love if they took <laughs> yeah. over yeah
2: disney would do a great job with your life yeah i know right like yeah, it's crazy yeah. i'd yeah. have better skin Yes. Uh, That's right. Um,
1: So, and then uh, Captain Marvel, a lot of people were talking about how Captain Marvel is, a lot of people are thinking um, it's going to underperform because they're like, Oh, it comes out real soon, and we haven't even been talking about it. Uh, is it gonna blow it? Is it gonna be a, a disappointment? Uh, its ticket sales have already surpassed uh, both Aquaman and Wonder Woman's pre-sales. Oh, wow. So, and those were pretty anticipated movies. So, even though we're not talking about it that much, it sounds like we're all kind of like mindlessly like, yeah, yeah, Endgame, Endgame, as we're buying our tickets right. for Endgame, Captain Marvel. It
0: sounds like yeah, you have to see the opening act of Captain Marvel exactly, to, to yeah, get so Endgame. Yes, the Pixar yeah. short before uh, Endgame. We'll yeah. see if uh, repeat viewings hold up as much because what made Black. Panther so much money it's like people saw it over and over and over right, again. Exactly. So we'll see if that's true for Captain Marvel. Yeah, well, it. It
1: just depends on uh, how good it is. Yeah. Uh, and then uh, another uh, uh, DC property, uh, Birds of Prey, uh, released another picture. Mm. Uh, well, one was were they both leaks? They might have both been leaks. But it shows uh, Margot Robbie uh, carrying a bunch of belongings uh, as Harley Quinn. Kind of looks like maybe she got dumped, or at least that's what I look like when oh. I got dumped. Uh, I definitely had to take <laughs> my skates and my ba- my baseball bat. <laughs> uh, to get these childish things out of my apartment. Yeah. Uh, but maybe she got dumped by the Joker. Maybe oh, that's, that's why he's not in there. Maybe yeah. she has to you know, go sleep over at a girl's place. Mm-hmm. And then they decide to be criminals uh another one shows mary elizabeth winstead as a huntress and she looks badass yeah, but she also yeah. kind of looks like she's wearing like normcore clothes you know what i mean just <laughs> like uh well like yeah. yeah the, the windbreaker you get a goodwill i love that chain uh, yeah. uh she also has a chain and a gun Like yeah. you do a goodwill uh <laughs> yeah uh but that's our in other news segment it's super cool yeah, yeah,
0: i'm very on board nice. with this birds of prey uh movie yeah, but. I'm too. Well, now comes the time for our new Rockstar's Debrief lightning round. Lightning round. Oh, now I understand coming in handy. why are doing this. It's great. This um, was all a big buildup for
1: the lightning. Yeah. Um, well, you t- lightning has no sound. That was the thunder round. The <laughs>
0: thunder round. You guys sweetest questions. I'm going to fire them at my co-hosts. Uh, we have to answer them as quickly and without hesitation as possible. Uh, and <laughs> are we ready? yeah great first question for me uh, at marvel fact wants to know which mcu character would fit best into game of thrones hmm. you've uh, never heard of it uh, mcu <laughs> character uh, nick fury because lots of people are missing appendages and last dies. time i trusted someone <laughs> i lost and i can't trust anyone in game of thrones <laughs> sam at joel Kramer 13 wants to know give john mayer a superhero nickname oh
2: um Ooh, ooh, current <laughs> John Mayer? Because I don't know what he's up to. Well, hold on. And your answer should have been Thor. And. Um, <laughs> <laughs>
0: that's
2: right. He's, that's, yeah.
0: He's, My body's a wonder he's, man. Uh,
2: <laughs> shredder, because he really shreds.
0: Yeah. On <laughs> the guitar.
2: He, he's amazing guitar. Uh, if you guys haven't heard it, he did a cover of uh, Beat It with Fallout Boy, and it's awful. <laughs> yep. Great
1: guitar. Uh, Philip at hipster Wait, wait, we don't need you to do sound effects. We got a guy. Devin. Devin. <laughs> <laughs> um, at no,
0: Hipster Gaming 2 <laughs> <Zap>. <laughs> At Hipster Gaming 2 asked before it was cool. Predictions for Captain Marvel post credit scenes. Oh, uh, the beeper.
1: Right, the pager uh, goes off and, and eyes open. Oh, she gets the other side. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The other side of the page. Yeah, Okay,
0: uh, Philip. Back to back questions. At only Alfie wants to know what should I have for lunch tomorrow
1: oh you know what don't give up on salads give it a shot just put just even if it takes a lot of the, like like sauce on it just to make you like it it's an entry into salads
0: you don't make friends with salad <laughs> you don't make friends with salad i, I think you called it sauce yeah uh for me davy brookward dab wants to know davy b awkward dab Wants to know who's your favorite stand-up comedian? John Mulaney. Uh, Sam True Scorn wants to know if CGI gets to a flawless point where it could replace actors because it would be cheaper, more effective. Should they? Why not? Yep, <laughs> uh, we'd replace Sam for me. <laughs> at Becky L Ferguson wants to know what team would you be on if the Avengers were going up against an all-star team from the Wizarding World of Harry Potter. Yeah, I mean, if you asked me 10 years ago, I might side with the Wizarding World, but man, what a weird world that's become. Just ugh, whatever. Avengers. Would you for rather sure. be
1: an Avenger or a child? <laughs> <laughs> or a child <laughs> where, where wizards apparently poop child. in their robes
0: and use a spell to make it disappear? Oh my God. JK, just too real. enough. Sam at hmm? Rogwums wants to know who gets the privilege of killing Cersei? Ooh. Do, 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 do. Sansa. Yeah. Okay. That's fine. And Philip, true score, and coming back with another one. If you were to try to introduce aliens or people to a formerly walled-off country to the modern world, what movies or TV show would you show them? It's like that Batman <gasps> question you got.
1: Oh, oh wow. man. Okay. So, one more time? All right. If you were to
0: introduce <laughs> aliens or people who were from a walled-off country to the world, what movie or TV show would you use? To uh, uh,
1: Fifth Element. The Fifth Element just just because <laughs> right, there's, there's that that montage in there where she rewatches all of world history the, yeah, exactly. the
0: 10 second clip, from, uh, and then yeah. they'll think we're so cool oh yeah. yeah uh well great thank you for asking all those questions guys keep them coming but now we're moving on to another part oh yes it's 15 seconds shout out now it's personally i know i said trivia was
2: my favorite portion but of the show but mm-hmm. this is actually I lied to you, and you can go ahead and yell at me in the comments. But it's time for fifteen-second shout-outs. Where for fifteen seconds we plug or ramble about anything that we want. Sam, why don't you start? Thank you very much. I'll go first. I would like to ramble about a new comic. Oh, I know what it is. It's a new comic from DC Comics called Naomi, and it's about a normal girl who happens. Superman happens to, in the middle of a fight in the sky, crashes down in her city for ten seconds, flies back out, and it's the biggest thing in her small town. And somehow, possibly. She now can figure out maybe she's special too. Maybe is she tied to what happened? It's really good. If you want a new mystery, check it out.
0: Great for my 15 seconds. Uh, Friday, March 1st, will be our second version of Darkest Timeline Comedy. It's a nerdy showcase. They do it the first Friday of every month. Joining me this month will be Philip Molina coming back. We got Matt Robb from Smosh. Now Smosh is back, apparently. Nice. So is Matt Robb. Uh, and Becca Scott. You've seen her here at New Rockstar. She does Geek and Sundry stuff, plus a lot of really, really funny people. Tommy uh, Bechtold is coming. Philip's also funny. I didn't mean to say the first group people wasn't funny uh, everyone there, it's gonna be a lot of fun if you were there the last month you knew how much fun and, and goofy this is uh, so it's just gonna be a night of nerd comedy that you can see at acne theater in North Hollywood uh, at 8 p.m. and then follow me on Twitter for more details and tickets and stuff and Philip uh,
1: I want to plug Doom Patrol but I want to kick it to my salesman Sam
0: thank you it's on sure. DC Universe and
2: it's worth the subscription it's the wackiest waviest wiggliest show you could ever watch it's if you want your superheroes with a side of sad and a little side of crazy and all in jokes and good times and giggles go ahead check it out
0: great Thank you, Sam. Um, Thank thanks you. Thanks, everybody. And uh, let's return to the trivia question of that we course. asked earlier. A reminder that our punishment is the gift of shame. The wrongest answer, as decided by our judges, will have to draw the task or gesture from the gift of shame box that uh, Sam, Sam broke, broke. last <laughs> <laughs> week. Did <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> yeah. break it. Phil uh, broke it. The winner will say our goodbyes. Uh, and hopefully, uh, the loser's motion will be turned into a gift. Follow us on social media. Your to will be turned into a We're we'll <laughs> talking about, yeah, <laughs> on Twitter. All right. So, what was our question Oh <laughs> uh, Well, first
2: up, we had a question. It went a little About like this. What year were the Oscars first broadcast in color? First up, we got FEMA right here it's saying 1956. Interesting. Okay. Uh, Sam said
1: 1968. And Eric said 1965. As we all know, price is right,
2: rules. Before we go to the. Oh, yeah. Answer. The closest
0: without going over.
2: Closest without going over. And the answer is. 1966. Woohoo! Uh, so, we, 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 Eric is the
1: closest without going over. Can I shake, Aaron? Yes, I'll take Sam it. Sam went you. over.
2: <laughs> I went over. Did you go? You went over. I went under. You went under. I, I went over. So, I lose. I'll take this loss with a badge of honor there and I you will go. pick my gift of shame. For our audio listeners,
1: make sure to uh, follow us uh, at New Rockstars and you can see this gift that Sam's going to have to do. Sam, what is it that you're going to have to do?
2: Laugh at a joke, but slowly realize it's making fun of you, and that blows because that happened recently. So,
0: <laughs> Aww. yay! <Okay>. All right, <laughs> so Sam is going to jump in front of yeah.
2: oh, Sam! Did you hear my bones break when I did that? <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay, everybody, thank you for watching or listening to this week's episode of the New Rockstars Debrief. Uh, I would like to thank our hosts, Sam Basher at Sam Basher, Philip Molina at Fimo, and me, Eric Voss at EA Voss. And reminder that this is available in audio form or video form so if you're doing one you can go re-experience it on the other video is at youtube.com slash new and you can get the audio anywhere that you listen to your our uh, podcast specifically if you use the himalaya app you can actually leave comments on that podcast and it supports our show directly if you go through himalaya comment and tweet at us at new rock stars like this video or podcast share it around subscribe to new rock stars for deep dives and to all the stuff that you love in the world of nerd See you next week, guys. Bye-bye. Sam, that mustache
1: is, is perfect for you.
0: Thank you.